we get caught up a lot of times in our in our Christian walk and uh, in our daily lives with trying to be good people and trying to do the right thing. I think those are are good things for us to focus on, um, but there's something that we we tend to leave out that tends to be a little bit harder, I guess you could say, than just to be a good person, and that is to grow. It's our Christian duty to grow in Christ. It's our Christian duty to to always be uh, working towards being a better Christian, uh, towards uh, doing more good deeds, I guess you could say, and specifically by understanding the will of God a little bit better and a little bit better each and every year we live. And we see a warning about this, so to say, in Hebrews chapter 5, where we read the admonition to not remain as spiritual babes. I think we can we can get caught up uh, and in our daily life and forget to grow, so to say. And we see this warning here, and I'm going to read just a few verses there at the end of the chapter in Hebrews chapter 5 about this warning. And we're going to come back to this verse several times because I think if we look at it in different ways, we can, we can get some more out of it. It says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so we can, we can read this and we can take a few points out of it. It says that there are those who have need of milk. They can't, they can't take in strong meat. It says those people would be considered a babe, a babe in Christ. But it says those that can take on the strong meat, those that can digest that strong meat, are those who have their senses exercised, those that can discern both good and evil. And so I want to ask a few questions as we go throughout our study this, mor- or this afternoon. And I want to look at a couple of specific points that pertain to these few verses. They're going to seem pretty simple, and I think that's because this, this scripture is, is pretty simple to understand. I think the, the, the text that we have, the reading that we have, is pretty, pretty easy to understand. And so I want to ask some pretty easy questions. What is a babe? What does it mean to be a babe? I think we can find that in our text today. You know, I think this paints a picture about those who are growing. What you don't need to do in order to grow as a Christian. So what is a strong Christian? And then possibly our most important points this afternoon, how can I grow as a Christian? It's great if you know what a babe is. It's great if you know what happens uh, or what, what it means to be a babe. It's great to know what it means to be a strong Christian, but how can I get from point A to point B? How can I get from being a babe in Christ to being a strong Christian? How can I get from using the milk of the word to using the strong meat of the word? I think that's incredibly important. I think just as important it's uh, we need to understand what happens to those who don't grow. What happens to people who, who become Christians and, and never end up growing. And they stay in one place for, for years and years and years. And how that's a shame for the, for the Lord's church. So what is a babe? We, we read a few of these things here, not all of them. Some of these are what I've added in there. Uh, but we read a, a few things there where it says a babe is, 
is someone who needs milk. They're supposed to desire the sincere milk of the word. A babe is someone who uh, needs to desire what it says there, the first principles of the oracles of God. They can't, they can't digest that strong meat of the word. A babe is someone in Christ who can be tossed to and fro by the word, by Satan, by the world. A babe is someone that you could say is delicate. The easy may be easy to persuade. It's a delicate situation. I want to ask you, do you you feel like as we start our study, I want you to classify yourself, are you a babe in Christ? Do you feel like you've learned enough to be considered, I guess, a one who can digest that strong meat of the word? I think it's important to understand where we're at in our walk with Christ. It's important to understand what we can digest and what we what we need to focus on in our studies. You might think, well, I've been a Christian for years and years and years. I'm not a babe. And really, time has nothing to do with it. Time has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the Word and what you can understand in the Word. I want it to be very clear that being a babe is not a bad thing. While, there is, it, while it can be a delicate situation, and while the Scriptures do say that, that those who are young in Christ can be tossed to and fro... And we'll, we'll read some more scripture on that in a minute. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a great thing to be a babe in Christ. It's a great thing to have Christ, isn't it? And so while we might talk about that in, a, in a, some lots that seem negative, it, it is in no way a negative thing. It's a great thing to be a babe in Christ. In Hebrews chapter 5, rather, what, it's, what it talks about, I guess you could say, in a negative way, is someone who has become as a babe in Christ. Someone who's been a Christian for years. Someone who's had plenty of ample time to become someone who can discern good and evil. Someone who can digest that strong meat of the word. Yet they become as a babe again, so to say. Because they weren't exercising their senses. Because they weren't desiring that milk of the word. And because they weren't growing. A babe needs milk. If we read, reread our text there, it says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. It's something that, that didn't click for me for a long time reading this scripture. You read it and you go, oh, babes need milk, they don't need strong meat. Okay, we're good. Well, it says there, and are become as such as have need of milk and not strong meat. He's talking about someone who, who ought to be a teacher. He's talking about someone that, that shouldn't have to have principles of the Scripture retaught to them. Because that's a waste of time at this point. He's talking to somebody who needs to be past that stage in their walk with Christ. And he says, you need milk again. We're having to go back and cover things that we shouldn't have to go back and cover. Because you didn't exercise your senses. A babe is someone who needs milk. The milk of the word. And then another another verse you're probably quite familiar with in 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither, neither yet now are ye able. Let me tell you, that's a, that could be a hard thing to hear. Imagine someone saying that to you today. You know, we, 
I would love to sit down and look at that with you, but you are just not able. You just can't get it. There's so much more you need to understand before you can understand this. And that can be just the fact of the matter. He says, not, you're, you are not able to bear it, neither yet are ye able. We've got to grow as a Christian. This is a shameful place to be. If you've been a Christian for years and years and still need retaught those first principles. And it says there, not only are, is a babe or someone who has become again as a babe need milk, but they must be taught again. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Now, I'm not saying that any time you need something retaught to you, it means you're a babe in Christ, or else I would be <laughs> quite the hypocrite today. However, uh, I think we can all recognize this. I think we can all think back to a time, if you are more mature in your walk with Christ, I think we can all think back to a time where we were consider, we would consider ourselves a babe, where some of the most basic concepts of the Scriptures could be confusing to us. Some of those most basic concepts, or what you might say, the principles of the scriptures, we'd have to have them retaught and retaught to us. I think that's understandable for a for a young Christian. I think it's understandable for someone to to really need to get into the Word before they get a firm grasp on it. However, it's dangerous for someone who who is older in their walk with Christ, who who finds themselves not being able to hold on to the Scripture, not being able to digest the Scriptures. Uh, the Scriptures say that a babe is someone who can be tossed to and fro. And we're going to read a little bit more on this later in our study uh, by looking at it through the lens of the parable of the sower. But we'll start here in Ephesians where it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You probably can think of some examples also in your life, not, for, not about the scriptures, where, where you'd go ask somebody, someone older, about a topic, and they'd say, well, here's what I think about this. And you go, well, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's what I think too. And then you go tell somebody else, well, I think... This is kind of how I believe, and they'd say, well, you hadn't thought about this yet. And you go, you're right, I hadn't thought about this, I believe it this way. Uh, the, the silliest example that literally just came to my mind uh, was in sixth grade, uh, and why we talked about this in class, I don't know, uh, but we were in Coach Burns' class, and, and he said, you know, I never order a drink with ice in it. And he said, the more ice you put in a drink, the less soda pop you got in the drink. And I said, Guys, on he's really on to something. Look at that. How about that? It makes sense. And then we went into Miss Hieronymus' math class, and I said, Miss Hieronymus, you know, Coach Burns don't order drinks with ice in them because he teach you out of some of the soda pop. And she said, Well, yeah, but I really like chewing on the ice when I'm done. I like chewing on that ice just as much as I like the soda pop. I'm like, well, I do too. That sounds pretty good too. I think I believe that way. When we're children, we can be tossed to and fro. We can, we can hear one side of a, of a story and really believe it. We can hear another side of the story and really believe it. And I think that's something, if you're a young person in your walk with Christ, to be aware of and to understand and to be careful of. 
It's one thing when you're talking about soda pop, and it's another thing when you're talking about the Scripture, when you're talking about doctrine. Because while we may not care how you prefer your soda, it says you're car- uh, they can be carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, by whereby they lie in wait to deceive. There's a lot of people in the world today that just want to deceive. They just want to pick on those who, who are weak. And a babe is someone who has potentially become again. And I've kind of already gone over this, but uh, as it says there in the 12th verse, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat, which was, seems to be the whole point of, of, our, of this scripture here for us today is the admonition to not become as babes again, is to not need to be that person who we're wasting time on, going back and teaching the scriptures over again to. Can you identify with any of these points today? Do you find yourself needing to be retaught some of the principles of God? Some of the principles of God's word, rather? What about... This one, which can hit home a little bit more. Do you find yourself unable to teach those principles to others? That's the whole point, isn't it? One that, one that we understand, of course. But two, we need to understand the principles of God, the basics of God's word, so that we can relay those to other people. What good are we as Christians if we're sitting here needing people to teach us and teach us, and we can't go out and help anybody else? Do you have trouble discerning good and evil? Are you tossed to and fro by the world? Or even tossed to and fro by by the doctrine itself? Because you're unable to digest it. You know, the scripture talks about those who are growing as well. And and growing is a great thing. I don't want you to take away from this in any way that it's a bad thing to be a babe in Christ. Because it's a great thing. It's an excellent thing. But it's great because there's opportunity for growth. Because there's room for growth. The scriptures talk about those who are growing as people who, who may need milk, but they need some meat as well. The scriptures talk about those who are growing, who, who are constantly learning how to teach others. Who are constantly learning how to convey the word of God to other people. Someone whose senses are maybe not necessarily exercised, but they're being exercised. That they're using the word of God to grow. That they're using the word of God to propel themselves into being more knowledgeable about the scriptures. Into having a better grasp on all the principles that we read in the scriptures. I tell you, growing's a great thing. Jesus grew. It says in the second chapter of Luke, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus grew. There's nothing wrong with growing. Growing's a great thing. Let me tell you also, though, if, if Jesus had to grow, if Jesus had wisdom to learn about, then so do we. And hey, if Jesus had some things to learn and figure out here on the earth, we got a lot to learn, don't we? We got a lot of room for improvement. I hope that this is somewhere that we can all find ourselves this afternoon. I hope this is somewhere that we all would classify ourselves as, as a Christian who's learning, as as a former babe in Christ who's learning more and more about how to teach others, whose senses are exercised more and more day by day. 
by someone who adequately studies the scriptures. So that leaves the final final character, I guess, if you will, out of these, this passage in Hebrews 5. What does it mean to be a strong Christian? You know, a strong Christian may, may need very little milk, but they need strong meat. A strong Christian is one who is ready to teach others at a moment's notice. Who is able to teach others at a moment's notice. I didn't put it on there, but a strong Christian is one who has their senses exercised. Is someone who can easily discern good from evil. And a strong Christian is a workman. It says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know why someone's classified as a, as a strong Christian? Because their senses are exercised. Why are their senses exercised? By reason of use. They've used them. They've used their, their senses. They use the word and they, they place it up against their life. And they grow that way. And they don't just read the scriptures and they don't just get in the word and, and read a chapter and call it good. They use that to exercise their senses. A strong Christian is one who's ready to teach others. It says that a babe is someone who would have to be retaught the first principles of God. But a strong Christian is one who, who is ready and able to reteach those same principles. It says that in 2 Timothy, that a strong Christian is someone who can be described as a workman. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A strong Christian is someone who can divide the word of truth, who, who understands the word of truth, who is going to work at understanding the word of truth. We can be a strong Christian by... Showing ourselves to be acceptable or approved unto God by our ability not only to divide the truth, but in our dedication to the word of truth. I hope that this is you this afternoon. I hope that you say, well, I'm, I'm a strong Christian. I'm someone who, who has my senses exercised. I'm someone who can discern good and evil. I'm someone who is, is solid on the principles from God's word. I'm someone who exercises my senses on a regular basis and, and really gets in the Word. So here's the kind of the three, I guess, categories that you would say we find in Hebrews chapter 5. And now for the rest of our study this afternoon, I'd like to look at the question, how can we grow and what happens to those who, who don't grow? Because the, the fact of it is, we will either remain as spiritual babes or we will become a strong Christian. We will become a Christian, rather, that has a need of strong meat. We'll become someone who can discern good and evil or we'll always be someone who can't discern good and evil. The answers are pretty simple. We've got to get in the Word. And we've got to practice what we study. It says in the uh, first Peter, the second chapter, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You know, Matt pointed out something to me on this 
three or four or five years ago. Uh, and and I, I read right through that comma like it just wasn't even there, like it's a yield sign. Just went right through it. And I'd say, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Well, it says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. If you're a newborn babe in Christ, desire the milk of the word. It's not going to be something that's automatic. You're not going to desire the milk of the word uh, randomly or, or by magic. It's something that you have to get up and you have to do. Let me tell you, if, if you felt like today you're a babe in Christ, you need to desire the milk of the word. You need to desire the first principles of God's word. And it says that you may grow thereby. Every, everybody, everybody here today wants to be a strong Christian. Everybody. And there's only one way to get there. To desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's the only way. Again, in 2 Timothy, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or accepted, thoroughly furnished in all good works. Back into 2 Peter, uh, the first chapter now, it says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see a laundry list here of things that we need to add in our lives. Things that we need to strive for in our lives. Things that will help us, as it says in the fourth verse, uh, to escape the corruption that's in the world. To escape the lusts that are in the world. But there in the beginning of the fifth verse, it, it says, giving all diligence. He says, you need to add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and so on. But he says... How to do that by giving all diligence. And if you look at this word diligence, it, it basically means study. A diligent study. If you want to add knowledge to your life, if you want to add faith and virtue and temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness and love to your life, you're going to have to get in the Word. You're going to have to desire the Word. If you want to escape the corruption that's in the world today, if you want to escape the lusts and the temptations that are in the world today, you're going to have to give all diligence. You're going to have to get in the Word. And there's no way around it. And I suppose the next most important part of that is that we have to practice what we study. In Colossians, the first chapter, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And... Forgive me for just a second, I'm not, I'm not sending a text, but 
I have just thought of a verse that I wanted to read. If I can't find it, we won't read it. And James, the first chapter. where In the 23rd verse of James, the first chapter, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of, his, of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. If you want to grow in the word today, you, you've got to practice what you study. We can read the Proverbs that Jace talked about this morning all day if we wanted to. But if we don't apply those to our lives, what good are they going to do? We don't need to be a forgetful hearer, but we need to be a doer. Of the word. And then here's something that, that is difficult for a babe in Christ to understand. Something that we all get more, of, more and more of with time. Uh, and that is, is that is the patience that it takes to grow. In Job the fifth chapter it says. Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age. Like as a shock of corn cometh in his season. You know it takes time for, for things to grow. As Christians, we're supposed to produce fruit, aren't we? I suppose corn's about my favorite fruit. It takes time to grow an ear of corn. It comes in its due season, and we're the same way. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of diligent study. It's going to take a lot of practicing what we study. But God will himself give the increase. As it says in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. For our labors, laborers, rather, together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. The scriptures say that God's going to give us the increase, but it also says in the 8th verse, uh, the latter part of the 8th verse. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. I think it's important that we don't sit around waiting for God to help us grow. If we're not willing to do the diligent study. If we're not willing to trust in his word and to get into his word. So as we close up this afternoon, I want to talk about those who don't grow. I think we see the... The importance of study, the importance of diligent study, the importance of practicing what we study. But what happens when we don't study? Beside the fact that we've read in, in Hebrews chapter 5 that you need to be taught again. That you need to continue desiring the milk of the word. That you can be tossed to and fro by doctrine, by the world, by the cunning craftiness and deceit that's in the world. There are other things that happen to the Christian that doesn't grow. If we travel back to 2 Peter again in the first chapter, it says, For if these things be in you and abound, this is, we had just read the, the three or four verses before this uh, on add to your faith virtue. If we skip down to the eighth verse, it says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful 
and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never, never fall. So we established by reading the verses a couple minutes ago that how we add faith and virtue and love and brotherly kindness to our lives is, is through diligent study. And he says, if you don't do this, but he that lacketh these things is blind. Now I can assume and we can take away that he means he who lacks faith and he who lacks virtue and he who lacks brotherly kindness, he who lacks love is blind and cannot see afar off. But he doubles down on the diligence, doesn't he? In the 10th verse. Wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence. Give diligence. Give study. Diligently get in the Word. Diligently desire the Word to make your calling and election sure. And if you'll do that, ye shall never fall. It's pretty simple, isn't it? As I promised before, we'll read the parable of the sower. It says in the 19th verse of Matthew 13, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet he hath not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. I don't want to overlook the fact that this parable talks a lot about the heart. And that the, the big thing about this parable and the big difference between uh, these, these people or the, the seed, however you want to put it, is the condition of their heart. Because uh, I think that's true. But I want to look a little bit closer at, at what happened to each of these different people here. It says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom... And understandeth it not. Understand what not? The word. That sounds a lot like the babes we hear about in Hebrews chapter 5, doesn't it? That understand not the word. What happens when you don't understand the word? Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. What was sown in his heart? The word. And the wicked one came and took it away. In the 20th verse, but... He that receives seed into stony places, the same as he that, that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet he hath not root in himself, because he dureth for a while, but then when tribulation and persecution come, because of the word, he is offended. Sounds a lot like the, the babes that we read about who became his babes again in Hebrews chapter 5. And finally, in the 22nd verse, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. 
And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becometh unfruitful. To me, it sounds a lot like the babe that we read about in Hebrews chapter 5. That's what happened to those who don't grow. Sounds a lot like this to me. Someone who doesn't have their senses exercised. Someone who can't discern good from evil. That's what it sounds like to me. Where are you today in your spiritual walk? Are you a babe in Christ? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And if you are one who you feel like you are just the example of Hebrews chapter 5, someone who has been a Christian for years but has become as a babe again, who needs retaught, and who doesn't have their senses exercised and can't discern good and evil, that, that might have been a, some mistake from some mistakes in your life, but there's only today we have to turn that around that we're promised. So let's turn that around today. If you are a babe in Christ, let's begin to grow. Let's start to get into the Word. If you're someone who's become again as a babe in Christ, let's get into the Word. Let's begin to grow and let's start to grow today. You might be a 25-year-old babe. You might be 40, 50, or 80 and, and feel like you can identify with this. What I really want you to understand and what's very important that we've talked just briefly about is that Satan attacks those who are weak. The world attacks those who are weak. The world attacks those who can be tossed to and fro. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Satan doesn't try to attack those strong Christians the same way he attacks those babes in Christ, does he? And as most people talk about when they read this verse, if you've seen the videos of a lion attacking an animal, they, they sit there and they'll just wait as a herd of buffalo or whatever it is run by. Adult after adult runs by and that lion just sits there and waits. And they wait till one that's sick or one that's weak or one that's young comes by and they pounce. And Satan's the same way. We must grow. We, I think it's been clear the only way to combat that is to diligently get in the word and his growth. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. My dad has not quoted a verse to me more than this one growing up. <laughs> It comes a point in our life where we just got to put away childish things. Where studying didn't seem so fun, now it seems necessary. Now it seems needful. Now it seems important. And now it seems more fun. If you want to become a strong Christian, if you want to be able to digest that strong meat of the word, you must grow. You must take diligent effort in your study. And it must take practicing what you read. And not just looking as a man looks into a glass and forgets what he sees. If you find yourself in uh, looking at what we've talked about today and, and seeing yourself there, uh, the church would love to pray with you and for you. This is something that I don't know if anybody's perfect at. This is something we can all use work at. 
But if you feel a need that the church can assist you with, we want to help you with that. You may have a need that has nothing to do with diligent study, have nothing to do with the first principles of God, that has nothing to do with growth as a Christian. And if, if you want to make those known at this time, we ask that you come as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.